unbadding, unbadding, we're unbadding, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbadding, baby. We're unbadding. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Unbadding. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. Jess, you had like a fun little woo-woo thing go on this weekend that I'm super jealous about. Oh my God, I so did. It was so fun and so beautiful and ugh, I'm still in all my feelings about it. Are you? Yes. I went on a three-day plant medicine retreat this weekend and it was just a beautiful weekend of self-exploration, introspection, and healing and I loved every minute of it. I wish that I had uh, the balls to go in there like I don't know what it is. I have so much resistance to going on a retreat, but at the same time, I want to go on a retreat. That, my friend, I discovered this weekend is what you call the ego. Oh. And I was very thoroughly introduced to my ego this weekend and all the ways that the ego stands in my way of doing the things that I say I want to do, but that I feel too scared to do. And so um, just say hello to your ego and thank you for keeping me away from the retreat because that's what's happening. What's up, girl? How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you know what? Maybe I will get there one day. Um, I'm sure my ego definitely keeps me from doing probably a lot of things. And at some point in my life, I might be able to face her. I don't know when that's going to be, though. Hey, it's all in divine timing. It is, right? Yes. Okay. Well, look at she's all fucking wisdomatic now. <laughs> I'm feeling oh so wise. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm feeling very attuned. I will say you did walk in here like presenting yourself in a much different uh I don't want to call it format, but I guess like you walked in and I was like, "Oh, she looks lighter. She's Ooh. a little lighter on her toes." Yeah. Uh, it's it, like things definitely didn't feel like as heavy around the aura. Yeah, it definitely doesn't feel so dense. It doesn't feel so thick, like all of the the emotions. Um, I just feel like this weekend has brought me a lot of clarity and um, a lot of perspective. So yeah. it feels really nice. And of course, there's so much to process and so much to digest. And I'm really still on this um this high, I guess, mm-hmm. of the weekend and and everything that it brought for me. But um, I'm trying hard to carry that with me and keep it with me and learn to break cycles and work through old patterns and allow this to like be my new trajectory. You know, there's something that Dax Shepard says on his podcast, and he says it quite a bit. And it, every single time I'm like, dude, that's so me. He says, I have the same revelation every three months. Mm. And I'm like, if that ain't fucking me, Mm -hmm. I will have this epiphany and be like, oh, my God, everything's going to change. It's like, and then shit goes back to normal because life, right? Right, right. It happens. And then three months later, I'm like, aha. And I'm like, I learned this one already, didn't I? (laughs) Do you feel like? 
the epiphany comes in like deeper levels? Like you get like a little deeper into it or do you feel like it's just cyclical like rinse and repeat? A little deeper, a little longer, probably each time. Um, You know, one of my favorite sayings is the universe keeps sending you the same lessons until you learn it. Yes, yes. And so whenever I find myself in a cycle of real bad shit, I'm like, okay, well, I've been here before. So what did I not learn the last time? Right. That I need to learn this time so that this shit doesn't keep happening. Exactly. And that is really true. You do get an opportunity to learn over and over and over. And um, some of us over (laughs) some of us are really reluctant to learn the lesson. And I think we're all guilty of that. Um, And I mean, I don't know how really you work through that or you learn it any faster. It's just a process. And I feel like so much of us want to heal because we feel like once we heal, we're done. We're Mm -hmm. through it. But it's just one step closer to enlightenment one step closer to healing like you're never there it's such a journey an endless journey that is why it's called a journey yeah like life is for sure a journey you are never going to hit the spot where you're like oh okay well I can check out now I know everything (laughs) right totally I mean I even think back to like I would say like I really started digging into the work maybe about like three years ago. Mm -hmm. And if I could have had like a like a little Polaroid of me today, three years ago, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Once I get there, I am good. Yeah. Um, But now that I'm here, I'm like, no, I still have so much more I want to learn. There's still so much more I want to do. Like you're never it's not a destination. Mm -hmm. And that's so cliche, I know, but it really is not a destination. It's about learning how to live your life and enjoy your life. And that is a lifelong journey. And it's like, uh, the, like you said, looking back on the person that you were and then looking forward, if you were able to see where you would end up, if I can look back 10 years and see how far I've come, imagine where we could be if we allow ourselves in 50 years from now, right? You know, I will be a strapping young lady at 90 years old in my heart and soul because I did so much work. Absolutely. It's like Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> You're going backwards in time. Uh-huh. <laughs> my skin is sagging, but my heart is sailing. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, should be on a t-shirt. It should. We're going to make some merch. Sell them to the nursing homes. (laughs) That's cute. Hey, you know what? I hear those people in nursing homes get busy. Oh, yeah? Like like busy, busy? Busy. Wink, wink, busy? Wink, wink, busy to the point where they have like outbreaks of STDs in nursing homes. Oh, I guess they're kind of like, well, I can't get pregnant. Who needs a condom? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, you know, herpes. Yeah. They're like, what is this? (laughs) This isn't crabs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is this the syphilis? (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Well, you know what? I feel like good on you. Life is clearly coming to an end at some point and you're nearing the end every day closer and closer and when you're in your 80s and 90s that is so much more real and like 
sex is an enjoyable thing. It's one of the physicalities of being human that you get to enjoy. Fuck, do At it. that age, you have already done the hard stuff. Herpes ain't nothing. No, she's like, give me an shit. antibiotic. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I have survived a pandemic, a wars. I've gone through shit in my personal life. I've raised I've children. Raised ch- yeah, like I've gone through menopause. <laughs> I can handle a couple of sores, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is so terrible. <laughs> I know. We really took a left turn, but it we is really it's did. comical also. Yes. Well, please please forgive me. <laughs> So speaking of forgiveness, yes. <laughs> great segue, Dana, into our topic for today. Um, it's all about forgiveness. And how important a role forgiveness is in getting to the part where your heart is sailing through life. Mm-hmm. Because it is impossible for us to grow and move forward without forgiveness. It really is. Um, And forgiveness is so important for life. And I feel like it's also one of those things that like if you don't see forgiveness as something that you're doing for yourself, Mm -hmm. not for someone else, you can rob yourself of the gift of forgiveness for many, many, many years. There's a lot of people out there that... um, wear resentment like a patch from the fucking boy scouts they're like look what i earned because i won't forgive i am holding on to that grudge Mm -hmm. i am not talking to that person for 20 years but you know what you don't have to talk to somebody to forgive them and let go and move on with your own life um but you have to let go of that resentment and you have to heal that anger yes because it's just killing you it's well it, it's that that famous saying that i will for sure fuck up that's like uh resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die right because that is not what happens and in fact if you happen to be dealing with a person that is good at forgiveness then you're the one that's sitting there suffering and they've already forgiven themselves and moved on right Right. And a lot of times, you know, that's such a a good point to bring up about forgiving self, because a lot of times I've noticed in my journey that forgiveness doesn't come easy to me Mm -hmm. whenever I'm not able to forgive myself. And when I'm able to forgive myself for small wrongdoings and big wrongdoings, um, forgiveness comes a lot easier for me to give to others also. I think that I am a more readily available to forgive other people rather than myself. I mean, I told you the first thing that I said to you after Halloween was like, oh my God, I did the most embarrassing thing. And it's because I was still beating Mm -hmm. myself up over it. Right, right. (laughs) I think that for me, the, the power of meditation has helped me in so many ways because there are times in my life where I have done something and I play it over and over and over and I like accost myself over it. I make myself feel so bad. But learning to have control over the mind and learning to have control over the thoughts and deciding, like if somebody told me five years ago, just don't think about it, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, <"What?"> okay. 
Yeah, sure. Just put it out of your head. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't fucking work. As soon as you tell me don't think about it, I'm going to obsess about it for three hours. Of course. Um, but for me personally, learning to meditate has really given me control of the mind. Mm -hmm. And whenever I do something that's unforgivable, you know, or embarrassing or whatever the case may be, I can be like, I choose not to think about that. I choose not to replay that over and over in my head. Well, and that is essentially forgiveness. So for anybody out there that's wondering what the hell I did to be so embarrassing, I will tell you right now, because um, this is part of my forgive myself journey <laughs> or also part of me reliving it so I can beat myself up again. You know what? I actually, um, after a couple of days of reliving it, I was like, all right, are you done? It's, yeah, it's time to be done now. Yeah. This is not that big of a it's deal. It's really not that big of a deal. More funny than I mean, it's just funny, really. It, it is funny. So we are out trick or treating um, with the kids and my husband on Halloween. Uh, we get to one of my neighbor's house. He comes out. He's bullshitting. And my husband is a talker. He just like he will go on and on and on and on and on. And my kids are sitting over on the side on this poor neighbor guy's like stump and on the stump, on the stump, on the stoop. <laughs> yes. If you know, you know, you know. Um, And they're like, we want to go. We're ready to go. It's time to go. Mom, can we go? Every three seconds, they're glaring at me like, can we please move the fuck on with our lives? We got some candy to get. You're holding us up. And my husband is still talking so i very slyly not very nonchalantly <laughs> give him a little tap with my shoe thinking nobody can see it <laughs> just standing there in front of everybody well apparently what i actually did was like a high kick to his knee or something <laughs> because, because it grabbed a lot of attention yes my the neighbor that he was talking to stopped what he was doing bent over at the waist <laughs> to look at my feet <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and i still refuse to acknowledge that he already knows what i was doing <laughs> like what what's down there what is that oh, i believe i turned my head towards my kids and was like let's go you know <laughs> we go to finally my husband's like well that was awkward it's time to go i guess did he say that <laughs> no oh, thank god but we walk away and my husband looks at me and he was like that was not slick at all <laughs> like <laughs> you basically tap danced on my kneecaps <laughs> it was not sly or nonchalant or hidden or any of the things that I was hoping to be <laughs> yeah you were not working on the sly I think I said to you when you told me that story I believe that move is reserved for like under a table <laughs> that's not like something you do standing next to somebody that's like when nobody can see your feet and you give them like the little nudge under the table and hope you don't kick the wrong person oh, I've definitely kicked my <laughs> husband so many times under the table um, but he's one of those guys that is like, ow, what? <laughs> My husband, too. He's like, why are you kicking me? I'm like, I fucking hate you. Why? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> 
they will be the death of us. Oh, they're pretty. So anyways, um, I mean, this is a neighbor that we have only hung out with a couple of times. So I was extremely embarrassed that I had done this thing. I relived it for a couple of days. And then I was like, Dana, do you think that this guy's never done anything stupid or embarrassing? And it's not like I was insulting him. Right. Or I... If he thinks I was, I'll make him listen to this podcast. That'll help. <laughs> That'll definitely help things. Do you sit right there and you listen to why I kicked my husband? <laughs> it was all for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> but it does essentially get back to forgiveness of self. Being like, hey, Dana, you did something dumb. It wasn't a big deal. Nobody really got hurt. You can let this go and move the fuck on with your life. Yeah, you can totally let it go. You can move on with your life. You can forgive yourself. And practicing to forgive yourself with these smaller things gives you the stamina to be able to help forgive yourself and others for the bigger things, I believe. Absolutely. So, okay, forgiveness. You guys all know what forgiveness is. If you want to take a, a definition approach from the interwebs, it is willfully putting aside feelings of resentment towards someone who has uh, committed a wrong or has hurt you or has been unfair or has harmed you in some way. Um, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. We've all been wronged by somebody, hurt by somebody, whether it was intentional or not intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's like an operative word in this definition too, and that is willfully. Mm -hmm. And to me, that indicates that it's not something that just comes easy. It's not just like, oh, some time has passed and now I feel better. If you're willfully doing something, it's taking energy, it's taking intention, it's taking practice, and you're doing it with will. It's yeah. not easy. Mm -hmm. And forgiveness isn't easy. And the closer you are to somebody, the harder it is to forgive. And I think, um, like you said earlier, you do it for you. And that is super cliche to say. It, mm -hmm. It's, you know, everybody is on Instagram making reels or memes about like forgiveness is really for yourself. But guess what, guys? Forgiveness is really for yourself. <laughs> Forgiveness is really for yourself. And it's such a beautiful gift to give yourself because all of that distortion mm. inside of you leads to disease. It's dis-ease in your body. And yeah. those uncomfortable emotions lead to dis-ease. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a physical disease. Sometimes that shows up as um, chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that shows up as cancer. Sometimes that shows up as um, mental health diseases, yeah. anxiety, depression. Um, holding on to that is poison. And that is one of our reasons that you should be practicing forgiveness. Yeah. Is it is good for your health. Definitely. <laughs> it's like eating a fucking piece of broccoli. Definitely. For your soul. For your soul. That's soul broccoli right there. That's soul broccoli. <laughs> Another fucking t-shirt. We're yeah. on fire. <laughs> We're on fire today. Uh, yeah, soul broccoli. It's it's a gift to your to your soul health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because holding on to that resentment, 
I mean, you can feel it inside of you. You can feel it move inside of you Mm -hmm. even. Mm -hmm. Um, And so practicing forgiveness helps break that up, let that go, free your fucking self from the contraps of the like the stress the elephant on your chest definitely every time you're around that person or think about what happened that that other person again probably isn't even thinking about right so here's a question um we didn't really plan to talk about this or bring this up but as we're sitting here it's coming to me Uh um so we've mentioned on previous episodes that um Dana and I have had a pretty severe falling out where we didn't speak for years. Mm -hmm. Um, At what point do you feel like you were able to come into forgiveness within our relationship? Like, how were you able to move through that? Um, It was a point in learning about boundaries for me. Um, I think that setting up even for myself, not necessarily like boundaries that I was putting on you. I think it was more boundaries that I put on myself and also recognizing that every single person has their own bullshit Mm -hmm. and every single person hurts the people they love the most. Mm -hmm. And I think that stepping into forgiveness there was also a recognition of, I also did harm myself. Mm. And so If I expect that I wasn't coming from a place of wanting to hurt somebody, but I did do harm, Mm -hmm. then I have to also expect that other people in my life are the same way. That they could have hurt you without intending to. Yes. Yeah. Or that something else was going on in their life. I think that so often we... Um, take things so personally. Yes. And whenever you detach um, that personal aspect to it, whenever it's not a direct attack on you, mm-hmm. you're able to look at it from another perspective and kind of see like, oh, you know what? Maybe at that point, it wasn't, uh, you know, you attacking me. It was your hurt attacking whatever it could at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing. I was passing the pain. Yes. Um, and so I think that's what it was for me. How about with you? Um, I can't really say that there was like a, a something specific mm-hmm. that I remember coming to and being like, I'm ready to forgive. Yeah. Um, I do think that in a part of our healing, so part of like my trauma or my wounds in relationship is um, being cut off. Mm-hmm. And so when you were um, when you were putting up boundaries, to me, that was like my kryptonite. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because I didn't want you to have healthy boundaries. It was because I wasn't communicated with that you needed this space for your healing. I just felt like I was cut off, like – in the in that situation well to be fair I didn't know yeah and, exactly and I guess that's not to be fair that was a fault of mine that was in the relationship I did not know that that's what I was doing after I worked through it I was right. like oh that's what I need right and that in there is like just a prime example of how your pain can cause somebody else pain totally so 
in that, I feel like I was holding on to resentment because I had experienced with you the one thing that was the hardest for me, which was that um, disconnection mm-hmm. um, and that feeling of like being cut off. Mm-hmm. And so um, I wasn't ready to forgive for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the past, um, you and I have had times where we didn't talk to each other. And right. I was always one that would kind of come to forgiveness a little sooner. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, okay, let's like move on, um, sweep it under the rug and move on. Um, and so I do remember at one time you had kind of like reached out and was like, hey, I don't want to like, like rehash everything. But like when you're ready to get a glass of wine, let's let's yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, no, fuck no. I want to rehash everything. <laughs> I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready for wine. Yeah. Um, But I think whenever you and I were able to have an open conversation about um, safety guidelines for me in the relationship, Mm -hmm. and I felt like you were willing to um, care for me in that way, that you were like, I hear that that's painful for you. Um, just like stop talking is something that's really hard for you. And I'm willing to work on that in our relationship. That mm-hmm. wasn't that for me was like the safety blanket that I needed to move forward into forgiveness. At some point, we're going to have to do a communication episode because that's yes. what it really all boiled down to was communicating right the needs um, that we needed. And it's, you know, our favorite word on this show is layers, layers, layers. Like yes. Fucking seven layer dip here. It's seven layer dip. <laughs> we went through the dip, all the layers. Um, but yeah, I do think communication is such a big part of it. But a lot of times our hurt and our unwillingness to forgive blocks us from being able to communicate our needs. And that's that, that word again, the willfully. Mm-hmm moving forward willfully choosing to do the thing right um is the forgiveness and yeah i it takes that um that want to right and so i feel like moving forward in forgiveness in a relationship in which you want the relationship to stay intact mm. also is very different from moving forward in forgiveness in a relationship that maybe um the contact is severed but still yeah. equally as important to forgive. It really, really is. And you're going to have every different kind of relationship where, you know, you're going to have that best friend that, I don't know, slept with your boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or, you know, I, I don't know. What else do best friends do to each other that's terrible? Well, uh-oh. <laughs> I won't go there. Okay. (laughs) I'm Um, like, what did I do? Shit. No, no, not you. Not you. I'm thinking of like, you know, my own personal experiences with best friends and where I really needed to learn about forgiveness. I have a personal situation in my life where forgiveness was the hardest it ever came for me. Mm -hmm. And and I learned a lot in, in that relationship. And I still am working on the forgiveness part of that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, best friends can do a lot of stuff that they need forgiveness. They can because again, there's somebody that's close to you. They know your weak spots. They know your vulnerabilities. Right. They're people that you trusted mm-hmm. with those vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. And so it feels extra hurtful, extra hard um, when that trust is violated. Right. And something also that just came to me is that like we talk a lot about childhood trauma, mm-hmm. right? 
And so a lot of times trauma is triggered um, from these experiences of childhood in which the people closest to you have hurt you in some way. Yeah. And that's what sticks with you. And so whenever you have another person that you love close to you that hurts you, it's triggering all that trauma inside of you. And it's bringing up all of that. And so um, it's not just like, oh, my friend hurt my feelings. It's like they are putting you right back into all these other areas in your life in which maybe you haven't yet found forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So it makes it like this uphill battle. It is an uphill battle at times. Yeah. So what are other reasons that you should be practicing forgiveness? Oh, my gosh. So many reasons to practice forgiveness. Um, you had mentioned one that it's just good for your health. Yes. Because you're not dragging all of that along with you. Soul broccoli. Um, soul broccoli. Um, spiritual growth. Oh, yes. That, I mean, there are... It's funny to me, but there are people out there that are like, I don't want to grow spiritually. <gasps> they're, they're really, I know it's not. I, it, That's I mean, true, though. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that are like, fuck that. I don't need to grow spiritually. I'm good where I am. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. There are not everybody is in pursuit of spiritual growth, enlightenment. Like mm -hmm. it's not the path for everybody. It's not an easy path to take, but it's super rewarding. I think also a lot of people don't look at themselves as spirit. Mm. So they're not looking. Whenever you're saying like spiritual growth, I think self-growth. Yes. I think my spirit is growing. Yes. Um, and I don't think a lot of people look at spiritual growth in that way. They look at it as another power being what have you or maybe like a like a practice so like yes. almost like working out <laughs> yeah or like a religion right right um and i think sometimes maybe if you look at spiritual growth as growing your spirit that you know you can kind of get unstuck in that situation yeah that's a good point i like that mm -hmm. how about um getting yourself out of victim mode yep yeah i mean if you are able to offer forgiveness um then you can no longer sit in the chair of look what you did to me mm -hmm. like but some people I mean we did an episode on victim mentality we sure did some people find that chair very comfortable and cozy oh it so has why forget pillows mm -hmm. it has blankets yes. it's so cozy mm -hmm. the victim chair can be very cozy so why would you forgive if you're happy with where you are in that victim mentality. Well, it's interesting because they don't realize that you're stuck in a chair in a house. There's a whole big wide world out there. There's ice cream out there. Oh, there's funnel cake. There's, oh my God, there's funnel cake <laughs> out there. And the reason that I get out of that chair as much as I can is mostly for the food. <laughs> Are we talking real food now or yes. like spiritual food? Spiritual Are we still onto the soul food. broccoli or? <laughs> no, I need some like travel asparagus. <laughs> I need some like, there's, yeah, I, I want the, the outside nourishment. Definitely. 
Um, and whenever you are stuck in that big cozy chair, you're missing the sunlight, you're missing the travel, you're missing the fresh air. You're just like wasting away, hollowing out on this chair because it's cozy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, there's so much better things out there. So many other things out there. Yeah. So whenever I'm thinking about this, um, a certain person comes to mind and a certain situation comes to mind. And as somebody that's very close to you and I, that it went through some really hard stuff in which um, maybe they would have to offer forgiveness to their partner's parent. Uh, and that for me is like such a tough one whenever I think about those. Because it's easy to say like, it's just forgive. It's so mm -hmm. easy to just forgive. But when somebody really interferes in your life in a big way, especially whenever it's like um, like major life events, yeah, it's really super hard to move into the spirit of forgiveness. It is because, I mean, forgive as a verb it's just a word. Forgiving as an action, when you have to take action on that verb. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. And because you feel like they stole something from you. Well, they wronged you mm -hmm. big time. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me a minute to catch on to what you were talking about, but I am there now. I know you're there. I had to, <laughs> I had to reel you along yeah. the ride. But, but yeah, that w it's a big one. Well, and you know, I feel like that is also um, because there's different types of forgiveness. And I, I also think that that is the kind of forgiveness where you have to decide if this is the kind of relationship you're still going to have in your life mm -hmm. or if it is not. Yeah. And I think forgiveness is important in both of those aspects. But there is unconditional forgiveness there's conditional forgiveness there's different types of forgiveness for example conditional forgiveness is like okay um you did this thing that hurt me um i'm going to forgive you but now there's like a checks and balances to make sure that you don't do it again right and that just feels like a very minimal definition of forgiveness to me. Yeah. I mean, when we were kind of discussing these different, um, like defined types of forgiveness, also to me, that kind of felt like the resistors version of forgiveness. Like I'm going to forgive you, but like with, with rules. And, and if you do anything that even slightly looks like what I think you're going to do again, then I immediately am thrown back into that spiral of resentment and anger. and Exactly. So like you're towing the line so closely between your hurt feelings mm -hmm. and your forgiveness that I don't really feel like conditional forgiveness is offering you the same gift that unconditional forgiveness is because unconditional forgiveness untethers you from that yes from the offender from the offense you're releasing yourself from that anger and I feel like with conditional forgiveness you're like you're still attached to it you're still attached to the feeling of being wronged and you're 
there's watching fear. Yes. There's still so it. much fear around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a, a lover cheating on their partner and the partner is like, OK, I'm going to forgive you. But um, I need your passwords to mm-hmm. all your email. Mm-hmm. I want all your uh, you have to put m- that we're in a relationship on your social media. Absolutely. I want to all see all your DMs. Mm-hmm. I want to see your text messages. Yes. And I mean, I've been there before. That to me wasn't real forgiveness. Mm-mm. I was still living in a pattern of hell just like hoping and praying and crossing my fingers, please just don't do it again, you know, and living in a a state of fear. So Uh, can we explore that just for a second? Yeah. Because like, let's, let's like go back there, right? And whenever we're trying to help people understand why it's so important to forgive that it's a gift for you, not for the other person, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say like, you know, you had gone through infidelity in the earlier parts of your relationship I did and um you gave conditional forgiveness I to did. start yeah so your partner is knowing his own integrity mm-hmm. and he's moving through life in such a way that honors you and your relationship mm-hmm. after this discretion mm-hmm. right but you're still living in the past in that pain yeah he knows he's not reaching out to anybody he knows he's respecting the relationship he knows he's being uh faithful to you Mm -hmm. but every day in that conditional forgiveness you're still reliving that hurt so yes and no in my opinion so when i was living in conditional forgiveness it was almost like a purgatory before Mm. you got to unconditional forgiveness do you feel like it's a natural step something that you have to like go to and build trust before you can get to unconditional I think so because I needed you need time that's the only thing that can really heal things to the point where you can fully trust and fully forgive again so I guess as a type of forgiveness I am now kind of piecing together why conditional forgiveness is on there. I wasn't really understanding it earlier, but I do think maybe it's a stepping stone, Mm -hmm. a stepping stone to get you to unconditional forgiveness. My husband now, I could give a shit who he's talking to. I'm not looking at his phone. He wants to go out. I'm like, see you later. Go have fun. Right. Um, And that's a really freeing beautiful place to be at Mm -hmm. in your relationship even though it was very very hard in the beginning but having a partner that was like okay I recognize that I did this wrong thing I'm going to let you set these conditions and over time we're gonna work through this and heal and then we're gonna get to the good stuff right and we did however that being said In therapy, I remember specifically, and I think this is really important for everybody to hear out there. If you say that you are going to forgive, then you have to forgive. Mm -hmm. You can't say, you wronged me. I'm going to forgive you. But remember when you did this? Remember when you did this? Remember when you did this? Right. That's, you are saying that you're going to do something You're essentially lying to the person that you are supposed to be forgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, Offering forgiveness to them 
just like you would want somebody to offer forgiveness to you if you did something wrong, you have got to actually walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. Yeah. And I think that the intention a lot of the times might be to walk the walk, but that pain makes it hard. It does. It does. And, And I have been in that place and I think rewording what you're saying to your partner or to whomever you're having a disagreement or with um instead of blaming all the time rewording it to saying like ugh whenever this happens it brings me back into this space and it makes me feel this way mm-hmm. um that kind of takes off the the pointing the finger right. part right and I think that that is how you can still discuss it and how it's hurting you in that moment um, without saying, you're a piece of shit, you did this, you hurt me, you're the reason I feel this way. Um, because just as you can't control somebody else's triggers, you know, they yeah. they can't control your triggers. Yeah. So do you think that men and women equally offer forgiveness to each other? I know we're specifically talking about like um, infidelity we were right about now, infidelity yeah. within relationships. But do you think that whether it be in cases of infidelity or friendships, parent child relationships, that men and women are able to forgive in equal capacities? Um, no. And I don't mean that in a like one sex is better than the other sex kind of a way. I think that as men are growing up, little boys are turning into young men or turning into grown men. They're told, be strong. Uh, don't cry. Uh, you know, don't feel you're the provider. You do this, this and that. This is your job. And women Little girls. Little girls grow into young women, grow into um, full-blown women are told to empathize, sympathize, um, always try and think two steps ahead of how that might make somebody feel. Mm -hmm. And so I think that key difference makes it probably a little easier for women who are already conditioned to feel empathy Right, because it takes empathy in order to be able to forgive, right? And so if you are already Mm pre-wired to understand and practice empathy, then naturally coming to forgiveness would maybe be a faster process. Absolutely. And that's not to say every single woman and every single Mm -mm. man, because there's some women that aren't very empathetic and, and don't exercise the muscle of empathy and there's some men out there that are very empathetic Mm -hmm. and so maybe the the question is or the 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 measuring stick Mm -hmm. is like where is your empathy and when you determine what your level of empathy is as a person as a human that is kind of a direct indicator of your relationship with forgiveness I do think that um more people are discovering the joy of empathy and I mean the joy and the pain of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I think it's on both sides. I think men and women um, are getting more into empathy. I think we're all a little bit more in touch with uh, trying to 
you know, walk in other people's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were talking about why to forgive. And um, one of the things that you had written down earlier that I really liked, and I think it's really important to bring up is about taking your power back. Mm. And this is important for me because I talk to my daughters about this all the time, um, especially when they're in like a battle with each other. Yeah. Right. Like you, you poke the bear. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, like essentially you feel powerful because you have the control over how somebody else is feeling. Yeah. And so that's if you let somebody dictate how you feel and somebody else's actions can make you feel a certain way, you are just handing out all your power. Handing out all that damn power. Mm-hmm. I just had a conversation um, with someone about happiness and how you cannot put your happiness into somebody else's hands. Now, mm. let's take happiness out of the equation and replace it with power. Mm-hmm. Now, if you just go ahead and hand over all of this and, and happiness is part of your power, you hand it to somebody else and you say, okay, be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, don't drop it. Yeah. Don't hurt it. Uh-huh. Don't set it down. Don't do anything to it. There, and that's like putting a lot of responsibility on another person. Yes. And also somebody's going to fuck up. Somebody's going to fuck up for sure. And like giving someone your power, like let's let's replace happiness and power with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if if you allow what they say and do to dictate whether or not you have the power to forgive, that you are pow- you have no power. None. It is up to you to decide when you forgive how you forgive, who you forgive. Yep. And yes, it takes time and practice and willfulness. Um, But if you hold on to that and you're the one that decides like, yeah, I want to forgive, you are empowered by forgiveness. So I had a friend text message me Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, and it's what kind of spurred this whole topic. Um, because you happened to be there whenever I got this text message, and I was like, Oh, did not realize that would be my first reaction. Right. So the question that my friend had texted to me was, um, what was it? Like, do you need to forgive someone to like move to on? To move on. Yeah. And Immediately, I was like, "No," mm-hmm. and you kind of. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" <laughs> you looked at me a little sideways, I like, did. "Oh, what?" I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to kind of, you know, wheel it back a little bit and be like, "Okay, no, no, no." I think I had to like really process what it was that I meant to say. It was a very thought-provoking question, and it really made you and I, in that moment, kind of dig into it right away and be like, wait, let's explore this. Do you have to forgive in order to move on? Yes. And um, I think for me, and I still kind of stand by this, even after a couple of weeks, I'm like, you know, I still feel like, because there are some indiscretions, hurtfulness, unfairness um, that 
they're big. Mm-hmm. They're just so big. And it takes um, a lot to even fully process the amount of hurt that you've had happen to you. Um, and I think that sometimes if you're not ready for the forgiveness of something, but you don't want it to rule your life, I think that the key there is letting it go. So what's the difference there? Explain that. Um, I think a lot of times people think that forgiveness comes with a asterisk of it's all okay now. Right, right. And that's not what it is. It's doing what you can do for yourself to say, okay, I'm not going to let this affect me anymore. And I think that that has a lot to do with letting go. Mm-hmm. And maybe letting go is in some form of, of forgiveness. Like a stepping stone of. A stepping stone mm-hmm. of. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. Um, and maybe down the line at some point, whenever you realize like, oh, I've made it this far in my life because I, I pushed it out and let it go, um, that it doesn't affect me anymore. You're able to essentially forgive by not having to dig straight into it right away. Time does a lot of things. And maybe sometimes in time, you're ready to dig into it and see how it made you feel. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you're in life and you have kids or you have a whatever, an important job or a where sometimes compartmentalizing is helpful to you. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like a couple of things come up for me when you're talking about this. First one being like, sometimes you have to grow in other areas Mm -hmm. and give time for growth in other areas in order to come back to a situation to be able to fully forgive. Totally. Um, So it's kind of like putting it on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Um. But then the other thing that comes up for me, which feels like a little tricky in this idea of like not forgiving, but letting go Mm -hmm. is like, I don't know. Is that like ignoring it? Is that sweeping it under the rug? Is that like not giving it the attention that it needs? And like what, what? cut is not scabbing over and healing as you're just putting it to the side and like not going through the motions of forgiveness. So uh, yes, I agree with that. I do think that there's definitely going to be, but it depends. Like, are you continuing a relationship with this person for, for what your friend text us about my automatic like thought is like, no, because I feel like I don't know how you move on in a relationship and maintain relationship with somebody and not forgive. It feels like that would be like such a barrier. It would have to be a severed thing. And I do think that at some point, yes, you're going to have to deal with how things make you feel. We all have to do that. But the fact of the matter is a lot of things make you feel the same way. Mm -hmm. So I think that Maybe you're not dealing entirely with what this situation was, but you had a situation here um, and you kind of know the movements and how to work through some of that stuff. It's practicing. It's a muscle. Mm -hmm. 
um, practicing forgiveness, it gets easier over time. And I think that if you are in that situation where you've already practiced out this kind of a thing, it might be easy to just be like, you know what? Not ready to fucking face you and like dig into this yet. Right. Um, but do I think that it will come up again? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The universe keeps giving you the same lessons exactly. until you learn it. Exactly. Definitely. But I don't think every lesson has to be this huge thing. I think sometimes you've been through it enough that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see you. This one's easy. Boom. Done. All right. Moving on. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm I'm kind of reflecting on a personal experience as we're having this conversation and this idea of like, does the relationship have to be severed if you're not forgiving but you're moving on? Mm-hmm. And and um, a, a particular situation that I struggled with was actually with my husband's mom, mm-hmm. and um, out of respect for her and my husband and myself and my family, I won't go into the details of right. that. But of course, in family, things come up. Uh-huh. And, um, some things came up with us and I can definitely reflecting now on it. I can definitely see how I went through levels of forgiveness with that situation. Totally. And, and personally, there probably was a time where in order to love my husband in a way that I felt that he deserved, I had to push through, mm-hmm. um, and be in relationship with my mother-in-law mm-hmm. in a way that I wasn't ready for yet. And so I guess I did kind of move on without forgiving. Totally. Um, and, and again, it was like stepping stones of forgiveness. And as I got further away from the pain and I gained more perspective and had more empathy and grew myself spiritually to where I could see the situation more clearly, I could put myself in her shoes or the other person's shoes Mm -hmm. more readily with some space away from the anger that did allow me to find a more profound level of forgiveness. Well, it's interesting because you just went through um, how to forgive. You went through all of the steps. That's what they are. It's the reach is mm. what the, mm-hmm. what's it called? The acronym. The acronym. It's recall, empathize, altruistic gift, commit to the forgiveness, mm-hmm. hold the forgiveness. You did every single one of those things with your mother-in-law. Yeah. And they are the stepping stones. You were like, okay, I am recalling this. This is a wrongdoing. I'm coming to a clear understanding of what it was. Now I'm empathizing. I am seeing what it might be from other perspectives. Now I'm trying to remember how I might feel if I needed forgiveness in this situation or like you went through all of the stepping stones of forgiveness. Yeah. And and even just sitting here having this conversation too, I'm recognizing that she had to go through her own stepping stones mm. of forgiveness as well. Because um, a lot of times when we're talking about, um, you know, a perpetrator or somebody being the wrongdoer, like most people have their own sides of the story and they've experienced their own offense. And Always. so I was hurt and she was hurt. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she was coming after me in any kind of way. It was a situation that presented itself that 
we both experienced hurt in and she had to come through her own steps of forgiveness and my husband and me, like we all had to go through this process in order to heal our family. That is, look at you growing. She's hard as sailing. She's <laughs> on the journey. <laughs> on the journey. Into the sunset. That was really beautiful, oh, Jess. Thank you. That was like kind of fun to watch your brain like go toot, toot, toot. Yeah. Oh. We're getting I there. I like I was like on one of those pictures, you know, where you like start with the dot one and you're like, do, 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 do. And you follow it all the way up to 100. And then you're like, oh, I drew a hippopotamus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a forgiving ass hippopotamus. <laughs> Hip-hop-s- hippopotamus. <laughs> it's kind of how it all just floated into my awareness right there. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, So, yeah, like forgiveness y'all yes yes it's a good thing yes it's such a good thing and it's such a healthy practice and it is not easy and you're not alone if you have somebody in your life that you are struggling to forgive or hoping to um to ask for forgiveness Ooh, that's a rough whole nother side of the episode we haven't reached yet but (laughs) well and and also because uh the person that you're asking might not be ready they might be at step one of the forgiveness and they're not ready to hop a stone yet exactly exactly and so um i really think that like many things you have to look at forgiveness as a practice and it's something that you put effort and work into. It is. It's willfully, mm-hmm. willfully the choice, the deciding yes. choice to do it. Yeah. Well, we did it, guys. Another episode in the books. We did. And I just want to ask um, if you were touched by this episode in any way or you feel like this episode um, is something that's on your heart to share with another person, um, give it a rating. It helps other people find the episode so we can all start practicing forgiveness together. And I would just like to ask for you to forgive me about the nursing home herpes. (laughs) You are forgiven. Thanks. It was a light offense. (laughs) (laughs) And until next time. We're on batting, baby. Unbatting, unbatting, we're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're on.